You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! The Daily Music Business Podcast. What's up, guys? My name is Monica Strutt, and I'm so excited to be here on the Daily Music Business Podcast. I have no doubt that this is going to be such an incredible resource for musicians and bands to really up their music business game. And there aren't a lot of resources that are relevant to what the music industry is doing right now. So I know that this is going to be your go-to platform in terms of just really getting your band or getting your music career in general to that next level. So I, for one, am extremely honored to be here. I have my own podcast called the Being in a Band podcast, but I'm incredibly grateful to now be able to reach more people through the Daily Music Business Podcast Network. To kick things off, I thought I'd just do a brief introduction about who I am and what I do. So, hey there, I'm Monica. I'm a music marketer and music journalist. I've been a music marketer for many years, music journalist for many more years, I think going on about seven years now. And I run a consulting business where I help bands with their release and promotional strategy. I also do online courses and I have a membership, which I've just launched as well. But first and foremost, I'm a musician. I've been a musician my entire life. I've been playing in bands since I was 13 years old. And more recently, I started a brand new band around a little over 18 months ago. So I'm here in the trenches with you guys building my band up. And we've been already able to kick some great goals for a band that hasn't been around very long, specifically on Spotify. And my expertise is really around promoting on social media and also PR coming from that media background. So I've been able to apply sort of what I've learned over the years working within the music industry to my new band, but I'm also discovering new things every single day. And trust me when I say, I know what it's like to be at the very early stages of your career, to be playing those local venues, to be trying to get people through the door, to try and build your social media and get the attention of people in the music industry and bigger opportunities. Before I was in the band that I'm in now, which are called The Last Martyr, I was in a different band for about six years and we did achieve many of those milestones that I know you guys are probably looking to achieve as well. And starting over was one of the hardest things I've ever done. But the lessons that I took away from that band were absolutely invaluable. So these are some of the lessons that I'm going to be passing on to you as part of this podcast, whilst of course also incorporating the knowledge that I've gained as a marketer and as a music journalist. 
So I just wanted to share that with you because I do tend to approach things with that mentality of being the musician. I'm certainly a believer that the music is the most important thing. And I understand that musicians are really time poor. Most of us have day jobs. So all of the things that I like to teach are very, very practical in terms of what musicians can actually do, usually on a budget and usually with little time. So I hope that you dig it. Let's get into today's topic, which is how to set your social media up for success. I think that this is such a great topic to talk about right now. A lot of us are in lockdown. A lot of us aren't uh, able to tour, aren't able to film videos, but there is still so much that we can do right now in terms of preparing when things go back to normal. So this is part one of how to audit your socials to set them up for success and attract bigger opportunities. So the first thing I want you to do is have a look at the profile photos that you've chosen for all of your social media platforms. So pull up your Facebook, your Instagram, your TikTok, your Twitter, your YouTube, any social media platform that you're currently using. Have a look at your profile photos. Are your profile photos the same across all your platforms? This is the easiest way to create a consistent brand across all your channels is to simply have the same profile photo across all your channels. Now, when choosing your profile photo, I like to have either your promo photos, so your band's like promo press shots, if you've got any, or if you don't have that, then you can use a band logo. The reason why I say to use your promo photo first is because, you know, psychologically speaking, humans are always more drawn to other humans, especially faces. So it is more engaging to have your profile photos as your band promo shots where possible. Now, if your promo photos are arranged in such a way that you can't crop it to a square without a couple of members being cut out, then maybe having a logo is going to be the next best option. So review that now. Do you have your promo photo or a logo as your profile picture across all your social media platforms? What you don't want to have is you don't want to have things like a tour poster or you don't want to have like album art. And the reason being is your profile photo is so small and most often people are browsing on mobile. So having anything like a tour poster that has a lot of small writing isn't going to look very good. It's not really going to be legible anyway, and it's just going to drag the professionalism and the first impression of your pages down. The next thing I want you to check is your banners. So this is your banners on YouTube, on Twitter, your cover photo on Facebook. And I want you to think of all these banners, cover photos as mini billboards. You always want to be using this space, which is a really, really big space, especially on Facebook. You want to use this space to really promote what you have going on. So whether that's a tour, whether that's a show coming up, whether that's a new release, a new single, a new EP or album, you really want to utilize this space to capture the attention of your audience and get them to take an action. Not only is that space really big and very eye-catching when people are jumping onto, you know, your band's Facebook page or your band's Twitter, but directly underneath, you are able to then link people to the action that you want them to take. So directly under the cover photo on Facebook, you've got the CTA button, the call to action button that usually says, learn more, shop now, watch video, whatever you have it set to. And you can give people the action you want them to take within the banner using a nice graphic and 
then they can go ahead and take the action by clicking the button that's directly under it. On Twitter, you also have the URL field that you can direct people to. On YouTube, there is no URL field, but you can still direct people to watch a particular video. That might be a really good call to action to have on YouTube. But ideally, you want all these you know, banners, the call to actions as is a marketing term, the action that you want people to take. You want that to be the same across all platforms. And I'm going to talk more in detail about this in part two of this episode. So a really cool app that I like to use to create professional looking banners is Canva. I've been using the free version of Canva for many, many years. The free version is amazing and it is such a great resource in terms of making professional looking graphics and that includes banners. All the dimensions are there for you. They've even got templates and you can kind of drop in your band's promo photo or like a still from the video and chuck some text over it and you know you can even put in the Spotify logo or YouTube logo and you're so easily able to create that professional looking banner. So the next thing I want you guys to look at is your bio. Now, typically your full bio will be on Facebook or on your website if you have a website. So check that now. Does your band have a bio and is it up to date? So many times I go to work with bands and I click onto their Facebook page and they've got just a one liner as their bio. This will not tell prospective fans anything about you. And I know that it should be all about the music and you kind of want people to just listen to the music to figure out, I guess, what your influences are and what you sound like. But believe me when I say that you only have a couple of seconds to make your first impression. So you really need to be giving people a taste of what you sound like letting them know what you're all about before they've even heard you. Your bio is a great way to win people over. It's a great way to flex on any achievements that you've had. And it is just such an important asset, especially when people are scouting for bands to be put on, you know, support tours, that sort of thing. It is really, really important that you have your bio. Your bio is essentially your resume. It's not like, okay, Jimmy started a band when he was seven years old and then Tommy joined when they were eight and then they graduated to high school and then, you know, Jimmy left the band and then, you know, they decided to change genre. No, like you don't have the luxury of going that deep into your band's history unless you're famous. Your bio is absolutely your resume. You need to tell people straight away who you are, where you're from, what you sound like, but you also want to kind of flex on those previous achievements, as I said, and you also want to let people know what you have coming up. I guess when industry people are looking at bands' Facebook pages or reading their bios, they want to see that that band is active. Do you have plans? Do you have a release? coming out. If you don't have a release coming out or you aren't sure, then you can just be super vague with that. But if your bio is talking about an upcoming release and that release came out in 2017, then people are just going to think that maybe your band isn't really that active or maybe you're not taking it seriously because you haven't really achieved anything in a couple of years. And of course, from a fan's perspective, if they're clicking onto your about section on Facebook, it means they just want to learn more about you. So it's a really great way to kind of get across your values and if you have any concepts as an artist that people can grab onto to relate to, to once again, make that decision of whether they want to follow you or not a whole lot more easier. Also to help them feel a bit closer to your music and get to know who you guys are as people as well. That's very important. 
The next thing I want you to check on Facebook specifically is are all your band members, their first and last names and the instruments that they play listed. I can't tell you how often Facebook bios have saved me as a music journalist. When I'm going to review bands, either in a live setting or even when I'm doing interviews, it is so, so handy just to have that information right there in your band's about section on Facebook. In terms of having it on your Twitter bio or your TikTok or your Instagram bio, you are limited in the characters that you can include. So it's really not as important to have the band members and especially what they play listed. I mean, some bands like to use that space to include like the handles of the individual band members if people are interested in following you individually. But if you don't have the space for that, the most important place to include the information on band members and what they play is your Facebook bio. My last point for part number one of this episode is to ensure that you have your genre and your location clearly stated across all your social media channels. So on Facebook, there are specific fields for your genre and your location, but you also need to have it in the bio section of all your other social media channels. And the reason for that is you just want to make things as easy as possible for people to make that decision of whether they want to follow you or not, because if it takes too long for them to get to that decision, they're probably just going to keep on scrolling. And that goes for potential fans and people working within the music industry. The genre is important because obviously if someone comes across your profile and you look pretty cool, but they hate pop punk, but you're a pop punk band you're not really going to be their cup of tea and that's okay. But if you're a melodic metalcore band and they love melodic metalcore, then they know that, you know, they like the look of you. They've seen your photos. They've seen your profile photo, your banner. You're just confirming to them that your band is probably going to be something that they're going to be into. And likewise with people within the music industry looking for, you know, let's just use the support act example again, if they can tell that, you know, they've got a melodic metalcore band that is coming out to your city if they can see straight away that the audience of that melodic metalcore band are probably going to dig you guys or you're in a complimentary genre, you know, you're not a country band or something like that, then that's going to make their decision a whole lot easier. And also just to use another example, as a music journalist, if I'm reviewing a smaller live band and I can't really kind of put my finger on what genre they would be because maybe they cross genres, then I'll often look to their Instagram or their Facebook to see how they describe themselves. And that's really, really going to help with my write-up and review. With location, it's just the same deal. It just gives people the information that they need in a very, very easy, straightforward way. And I think my friends in the Dumb and Dumbest podcast are going to be talking about this in their episode tomorrow. And I've mentioned it a couple of times in this episode, but making it easy for people to support you, whether they be potential fans or people working within the industry is really key to your growth as a band and to your success. The time of mystery is over. It died when Big Brother aired more than 15 years ago, and then it died again when MySpace and social media came along. So there really is no room, especially as a smaller act or band or artist, to be mysterious and to have that key information missing, because at the end of the day, you're just going to be missing out on opportunities. These days, the market is so oversaturated. So your personality and especially key things like conveying your genre and your location, if that isn't clearly communicated, you're automatically going to put yourself behind the eight ball. And I'm going to be talking a lot more about this in future episodes. So make sure you do click that subscribe button. I've also got part two of this episode, how to set your social media up for success. 
That's going to be dropping in the next week or so. So definitely stay tuned for that. There is so much goodness coming on the Daily Music Business Podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you guys for listening. You can come follow me on social media. I love Instagram in particular. I'm on stories every day, multiple times a day. Just come find me at Monica Strutt. And if you want to join a like-minded business savvy community of musicians, come join my free Facebook group. It's called Music Marketing and Mindset for Heavy Bands and Musicians. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Grey Street.